we've been talking about uh, uh, faith, having strong faith, and that's what I want to talk about this morning for a little bit on having strong faith. And uh, you know, how many knows what Hebrews eleven six says? If you know what it says, I know you you could quote it and all. The Bible says in Hebrews eleven six, but without faith. It is what? Impossible. She's got it up there. But without faith, it is impossible to please who? God. For they that come to God must believe that He is and that He is rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. See, it's, it's amazing how that's a two-part scripture where it says you got to believe, first of all, that He is or that He exists. And then you're going to have to believe that He wants to reward you. Do you believe He wants to reward you? God wants to reward you. And He said, I want to reward those who do what? Diligently seek me. Diligently seek me. You know, you've got to be a seeker. You've got to seek God. That also means to crave God, desire God. And so He says, without faith, we can't please God. And so if we can't please God without faith, we need to know how faith works. We need to know what faith is. And, and you know, sometimes we need to just go back to basic principles. I mean, Kenneth Copeland actually preached on faith and such as that. And, and uh, the thing about it is every message is a faith builder. Here's what I'm saying. Every word you hear is a faith builder. Because faith comes by hearing. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So when you're hearing the Word of God, faith's coming. Our faith's being, faith is increasing. You know, to every man's been dealt the measure of faith. We all have faith. Did you know you had faith before you were saved? And that's how you was able to believe. That's how you was able to believe in somebody you ain't never seen. Because you have faith. Why? Because we were created in God's image. Listen, God's a faith God. So we had faith before we ever got saved. For by grace are you saved through faith. So you were actually using your faith to get born again. And then when you got born again, you got a measure of the God kind of faith. Now listen, the thing about it is, I, I, so many times if we're not careful, we'll think, you know, uh, you know, this faith thing is not really important. Listen, your name's in heaven today because you had faith to believe in Jesus Christ. Right? And listen, you don't, you don't have to know anything about the Bible. You don't have to know anything about God. You don't have to know anything about Jesus. All you know, somebody could just tell you, uh, up to that point, somebody can tell you that Jesus died for you. He rose again for you. He gave his life for you. He wants you to have a better life. And one day you can just say, Jesus, I want you into my life. Forgive me of my sins. And you do that by faith. And all of a sudden you become a born again, create new creation in Christ Jesus. And listen, to me. Why? Because you had faith that what they said was true. I'm telling you, God wants to take you and give you a better life. And so I want to talk about faith this morning. I'm going to read some scriptures. I think it was not last Sunday because I didn't preach last Sunday, but the Sunday before. And uh, as I was going through my notes and, and going through the different things, you know, it's kind of like this. I know I, I didn't realize Ed's a pastor for 28 years and him and his wife and and uh, they're great talents for the kingdom of God. I'm so glad they told me that. I, I got it. I'm glad I got that information. But the thing about it is, you know, we can uh, uh, preachers, uh, and y'all have heard it too. Y'all hear me repeat a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, because you get faith comes by repetition. 
And your faith is increasing by repetition. It's, it's kind of like, how many of you will hear the same song over and over and over because you just like it? I mean, you'll listen to it over and over and over and over. And somebody says, do you ever get tired of that? I never get tired of that. I love listening to that. Well, it's the same way with the Word of God. You should never get tired of the Word of God because every time you hear it, it's doing something to you. It's doing something in your circumstance and situation. So we, uh, uh, I like what uh, uh, Mark Hankins said this. He said, the, Kenneth E. Hagin de- delivered him from re- the, the fear of repetition. Because, listen, we read this, and I want to read some scriptures, and I want to go back over some stuff uh, just for the sake of renewing our thought processes and our patterns. And uh, I want to, uh, in Habakkuk 2.4, the latter part of that verse says, But the just shall live by his faith. But the just shall live by his faith. Listen, the just is who? Are you the just? The Bible says you've been justified by faith. And so you're the just. You've been justified. And the Bible says the just shall live by his faith. Now, let me just throw this out here real quick. The Bible says you live by your faith, not somebody else's. The just shall live by his faith. You know, if we're not careful, we're relying upon everybody else's faith to work for us. We're, and thank God we can we can lean on people to pray for us and believe with us. Thank God for that. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, when it comes right down to getting down to the nitty-gritty of the thing, your faith needs to be working. And you're going to live by your faith. Amen. Your faith in God. Your faith in the Word of God. And you live by that faith. So the Bible says, the just shall live by his faith. I said this definition of what uh, shall live means. I'm going to read it again because I'm going to keep it before you because here's what it means. That shall live... In the Greek, it means they'll stay alive by faith. You'll stay alive by faith. Listen, the devil wants to try to kill you, you'll stay alive by faith. Faith in God's Word. It says that it will be preserved by faith. That means to keep or to save from injury or destruction to defend from evil. It means the just shall flourish by faith. The just shall enjoy life by faith. The just shall live in happiness by faith. The just shall breathe by faith. The just shall be animated, which is lively, vigorous, full of spirit by faith. The just shall recover health by faith. And the just shall live continuously by faith. I'm telling you, all those things is something we're seeking for and striving for, isn't it? I want to live a long, satisfied life. Amen. Praise God. I'm shooting for 120 years. How about you? Thank you, Lynn. I, I, I think it was, was it Copeland I was listening? I've got, you know, I've got one of them, what do you call them, SBU or SUVs or did you plug into your truck? What is it? Anyway, y'all know what I'm talking about. It's got about 50-something messages on it. There you go. Got it in my truck on the camp meeting, the Believer's Voice of Victory in, in, uh, in uh, uh, Fort Worth. And uh, so it's in my truck, and it's been in there for a little while. How many take knows it takes a lot of driving to listen to 54 messages? But I just leave it in there, and I've done had to re-go back, start it over, just start it over. And uh, I heard him say this about uh, somebody died. Somebody died in their family, and and his little his granddaughter, I think it was his granddaughter, was saying, "Oh, she was crying so bad." And and he said, uh, 
uh, he told her, he said, honey, you're going to see him. You're going to see him again. She said, yeah, but it's going to be 104 years before I do. <laughs> she is eight years old. Or, or, or 102 years, something like that. And he said, and Kevin McCullough said, she's getting it. She's getting a hold of it. She's shooting high, shooting high, amen. And so we got to understand that we've got to, we've got to expect God to do what he said he's going to do. And so in, in, uh, Jeremiah 1.12, in the Amplified Bible, the Bible says this, then he's, then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I'm alert and active, watching over my word to perform it or bring it to pass. What's God watching over? His Word. You know, if we're not careful, we think, well, God's being moved by our tears or being moved by our circumstances. He's being moved by our situations. That's not true. God's being moved by your faith. I said, God's being moved, you, you, moved by your faith. Is anybody, can anybody just say amen or owe me or grunt or something? Amen. And so we got to understand that God is looking. Here's what God's watching over. His Word. His Word. But pastor, what if we don't know it? That's your fault. Don't nobody get mad and run out of church. I'm just being real. It's not God's fault if we don't know the Word. It's not God's fault if we don't know that He's already healed us and, and He's already provided for us. He done, it's not His fault. He gave us a Bible. He said, well, nobody gave me a Bible. Let me tell you something. If you don't need, if you ain't got a Bible and you need a Bible, we'll get you a Bible. But the thing about it is, we got so much access to the Word of God, it is unreal. I mean, just stick something in your truck or your car or, or the TV. They got all kinds of Christian stations. A Victory Channel, they just got, uh, well, it's been on there for a while. They just changed the name of it. And the thing about it is, God wants us to get the Word of God on the inside of us. Why? So it can affect all the outside of us. Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. Let's go there. In verse 6 says, Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. Listen to what it says in verse 7. Let the wicked forsake His way and the unrighteous man His thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. God will abundantly... When? When they seek to uh, turn from their wicked way, forsake their wicked ways, and turn to God. Listen, that way, if you look at the definition of that way, the word way, you know what it means? It's a road. It means road. It also means... Uh, 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 figuratively, a course of life or a mode of action. Literally, he said, let him forsake his way. In other words, get off the road that you're on to a dead-end path, a road to destruction, and get on my ways, which is on his road. Did you know we've all been going down our, uh, at one point in time in our lives, we was on our own road. We got born again and we switched paths. Amen. So he said, if you will, if you will get off of your road, get on my road, he said, I'm going to abundantly pardon you. Verse eight says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. This is God speaking. He said, my thoughts are not your 
thoughts. That word thoughts, my thoughts, means my plans. And my intention for you is not what you automatically have. You know, that's why you're renewing your mind and you're saying, God, what do you have for me? What would you want for my life? Listen, God wants good for your life. He wants you to have the best life ever. God gets the brunt of all kinds of terrible things because people said, well, you know, if God, if God, God could have stopped it, why didn't he stop it? If God knew how my life was going to be. Listen to me. God knew that every person that, 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 that was birthed from their mother was going to enter this world as a sinner. He knew that and he already had provision through Jesus Christ that if uh, once you uh, uh, accept him as your Lord and your Savior, you could be born again. We understand there's an age of accountability uh, at a certain point in people's life that they have to make a decision. But listen to me. He said, I have a plan for you and it's a good plan, not an evil plan. Plan for good and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. That's Jeremiah 29, 11. He said, I've got some good things for you, but here's the thing. You're going to have to forsake your thoughts. You'll have to forsake your ways. In other words, you have got to get on the right path. Did you? I, I'm not asking you to raise your hand, but if you're born again in this house, you got on the right path when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. You got on a different road or a different path in your life. Now you've got to make up your mind that you're going to stay on that path. That's why he says don't look to the right or to the left. Don't go to the right or to the left. Stay and go straight ahead. And so he said my thoughts are not your thoughts nor are your ways, your passageway, your your way, your actions, my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. God wants to, I've said this so many times, God wants to get you on a highway. You don't need to live your whole life on that old rock road. You say, well, I live on that rock road. Now you know I'm talking about spiritually. Some of you nudge you, I told you we need to get where there's a highway. That's not it at all. Sometimes we think it's just our lot in life to be like we are. Woe is me. You know, this is just something that's always been in my life. It's always been in my family. It's, it's just a part of who we are. Honey, listen to me. It's not a part of who you are if it's not good. You said, well, we've, our families, uh, there's always been that poverty in our lives. Well, listen, change roads. Get on a different path. Get, start thinking his thoughts. Why? Because if all your thoughts is telling you, well, uh, we're, we've always been poor. Is the, the, we've always struggled. We, there's always been sickness in my family. There's always been this in my family. Well, your thoughts are not, your thoughts are not elevating you. Your thoughts are holding you back. You've got to start thinking in line with the way God thinks about you. And you can never know what God thinks about you until you start reading his word or hearing his word. And when you start doing that, it starts changing you or transforming you and making you really Realize that when you got born again, a lot of things changed. A lot of things changed. And so he says, uh, so here he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. Where my thoughts are, my ways are higher than your ways. God wants to take you higher. Verse 10 says, for as the rain comes down in the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth in bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. 
He said, listen, just like the rains comes down and makes things happen, the snow comes down and makes things happen. He said, my word makes things happen. Why? Because I watch over my word to perform it. Listen, the word of God came from God. Amen. You, we, we have to, we have to, here, here's what I found out. You have to work at it to desire the word. You say, well, being a Christian, we just automatically love it. No, 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 no. That's not true. I guarantee there's people that get born again and never open a book, never open the Bible, never listen to, to, to the word being preached or whatever. And so they they stay at an infant stage all their life. They never grow beyond that point of being born again. It'd be like your child being born and you take him out and, and you take your child and he gets, you, uh, you're, they've been born. Let me slow down and catch up with my head. Heart. It would be like you take your baby home, been born, love that baby. Six months later, it's just the same way as it was when you took it home. A year later, it's the same way it was when you took it home. Two years later, it's the same way as it was when you took it home. Ten years later, it's the same as it was when you took it home. Twenty years later, it's the same as it took it home. Why? Because they're not growing. Did you know there's a lot of Christians that way? They're the same as they were when they were born again. At that same stage of growth. Because the only way we're going to grow is through the Word of God. That's the only way we can grow. I thank God I'm a little more mature now than I was in 1978 when I asked Jesus into my heart. Listen, it wouldn't have happened if I hadn't got into the Word of God. Why? Because I, I, I listen, I'm still learning the ways of God. I'm still changing the way I'm thinking. Are y'all? I mean, you're, every time you read the Word of God, you'll read it and say, my God, I, I, I gotta, I gotta change. I gotta work on me. Sometimes if we're not careful, we're working on everybody else. I tell you what, honey, you're gonna have to do some change and some adjustments. I tell you what, if it wasn't for my husband, if it wasn't for my wife, if it wasn't for my kids, I could do that. Honey, we can't put everything off on somebody else. We can't, we can't pull uh, an atom every time things aren't going our way. That woman, you gave me God. If it wasn't for her, I would have never ate that apple. Huh? And he might not have, I don't know, but we will never know. But he wasn't complaining about her when he brought her to him. He said, whoa, man. That's one fine... Fine creature you brought to me. Huh? But see, we're, I, I guess we're living in a, in an age, probably unlike any, I mean, we, we've talked about before, even Mike and us have talked about before, when we was kids, man, it, life was a little simpler than it is now. 
Man, you could ride your bicycles all night. We'd ride bicycles all night long in Thornton. Now you have to watch your kids. Just really have to ride around your house because people, all the stuff that's going on in the world, all the crazy stuff out there and such as that. I mean, we would, I mean, we would, we'd all night long. We'd just ride bike all night long. I mean, and do all kinds of stuff. And, and life was simpler. It wasn't, but now it's always, uh, it's just so much junk, meanness in the world and such as that. But the thing about it is, we as Christians, we all, we're not supposed to, why am I going this way? We're not supposed to be living in fear of the world we're living in. We're supposed to be praying and watching changes take place. And so, you know, we are, uh, I, I, just like I was watching the news, I do watch the news occasionally. And I was watching the news the other night and they had two people on the, on the news and they were talking about, uh, some of y'all might have seen it, a certain video game that they just came out, and they said it's as addictive to those kids as cocaine is to a drug addict. It's that addictive to them kids, that, that particular video, and it's like cocaine to a kid uh, uh, on that deal. And so they were wanting to sue the video places for making it, and yet they bought them. The parents bought it for their kids, the parents has bought the TV for their kids and they're letting them watch it and they want to sue somebody for their negligence. Not trying to be ugly. I'm just trying to say you better be careful at what you're letting your kids put into their minds. Why? Because that will become their thoughts. That will become their thoughts. And so we got to be very careful because I'm telling you, the devil is so subtle and he's, he's moving in any area that he can to try to grab hold of them. We have to guard our children. We have to guard ourselves. We have to guard our minds and what we're thinking. Hallelujah. He said, listen to me. When you put the Word of God inside of you, he said, it's going to be just like the rain and the snow making things happen. Things will start happening. They'll change the way uh, we live and act, and they'll put us on a new path. He'll give us new intentions, new a new plan. Praise God. Isn't God good? Can we go to Luke chapter 1? I remember years ago, we were, you know, when we got... When we got saved and born again, and when I got born again, Linda was, you know, she had serving God before I did. And uh, when I got born again, you know, I, I really got hungry. I just immediately went to the Word of God. I think the day I got saved, I opened the Bible and started reading. I didn't know nothing. I didn't know anything it was talking about. But praise God, I, just something in me told me I needed it. And so I started reading the Bible. I've been reading it ever since. But the thing about it is, is we started learning things about what was good, what wasn't good, even for our children. When Randy was a little... I remember we went to a Christmas one time. At, I don't know if Eddie remembers or not. It was at our, our mother's and dad's house. And, and uh, we, we were very cautious about what we let our kids kids have and what the, they did. And so uh, he, knew, he knew Randy, little Randy, he was a little bitty. He knew what he could have and what he couldn't have. And so he opened up this one particular gift. Don't know who it came from, but anyway, it was something to do. I don't know what it was, some kind of a he-man. I mean, I don't know what it was. But anyway, he opened that thing up and immediately looked at me and Linda and said, I can't have this. We said, it'd be all right. We'll, we'll take care of it when we get out of here. Huh? I mean, he never played with it. 
He never played with it. And the thing about it is, you'll, when you teach your children stuff like that, then they automatically, even the Holy Ghost in them, the Holy Ghost in your children will rise up and they'll say, I can't do that. I can't do that. I don't want to do it. I'd rather them say, I don't want to do it rather than I can't do it. Did y'all hear that? I'd rather say, I don't want to do it rather than I can't do it. Because they make up their own decision, their own mindset. I, I, I don't want to do this. And so that's what the Word of God starts doing in our lives. It gets, takes the, the want to out of certain things. Isn't that good? The Holy Ghost of the Word will take the want to out. Don't, there's some things I just don't want to do no more. Anybody in here? I just don't want to do. Man, I tell you what, God delivered me from. And I, there's, there's no, no, not even a temptation no more. Devil has to work on some other way. And he ain't getting nowhere there with that either. Verse 26, Luke 1. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. The reason I'm talking about the Word so much is the Word is the foundation and the strength of your faith. And that's what God watches over to perform it. It says, uh, To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored, when the Lord is with you, blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will be with, give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called bearing. Notice what he said, For with God nothing will be impossible. For with God nothing will be impossible. The Amplified Bible of that verse says, For with God nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he's telling Mary, here's how it's going to happen because of the word, because of what I'm saying to you right now. And notice what, here's, here's when it really, here's when it took hold. Then Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Did you know that's when conception took place? is when she said, let it be to me according to the word. Did you know we can say that same thing? We can read the Bible and says, let it be to me according to your word. By Jesus stripes and me, let it be to me, to me according to the word of God, according to what you said. So here she is getting, uh, getting all this information that made no sense to her. Here's why. She knew what it took to have a baby. She knew. And so when he's telling her all this, it was like, oh my God, this, this is hard to process because I actually know how this works. It's hard to process. But she got past her thinking. She had to literally cast down the fact that I, she had to, how am I trying to say this, God? 
she had to get to the place where she didn't lean on her own understanding. In other words, it was... I'd never heard of this happening, had never happened before, and now all of a sudden he's telling her something that has never happened in the history of mankind, and now she's having to accept that as the Word of God and say, this is what God wants from me. Because here's what happens many times. I've seen this happen. People ask me this. They'll be going through something, and they'll ask me, have you ever heard of anybody else being delivered of this? Have you ever heard of anybody else? Why? Because they want to base their faith on whether it happened for somebody else. Honey, you don't base your, base your faith on whether it happened to anybody else. You just know the Word of God says and it'll happen for you. Huh? It don't matter if anybody's ever been healed or delivered of a certain thing. If God's Word says He's healed all diseases... And so she said, let it be to behold, made certain, let it be to me according to your Word. And all of a sudden, she's impregnated with the Word of God, with Jesus... And she starts carrying the Messiah. Elizabeth said this in verse 45. She said, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things that were told her of the Lord. Well, it's the same thing with us. Blessed are you when you believe. And if you'll stick with it, you'll see the fulfillment of those things that you're believing God for or what was told you from the Lord. You know, we're not trying to make things happen. We're just agreeing with what has already happened. And I'm telling you, God's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. God wants to help you out. Glory to God. I'm, I'm, if I go any, any further, I'm going to keep you here long. So praise God. I'll just kind of linger at that. Listen. We're living in the days in the last of the last days, I've, I've told you all about the book by Rick Renner on the things, the signs that we'll see right before Jesus comes back. I don't know if you've got that book. You already get it. I was reading in it last night about the wars and rumors of wars and all such as that. And, and he said, but this is not the end. The end's not yet. And we're seeing all those things right now. But you know, here's, here's what God's, God's got. And here's what God wants according to Isaiah. He said, gross darkness will cover the earth but the glory of the Lord will rise upon His church, His body. There's going to be light in Goshen. And I'm telling you, God wants His people to be so stirred by His Word that nothing moves them. They don't live in fear. They're not afraid to go out. They're not uh, afraid to send their kids to school. You know where there's constant. They're constantly in all schools everywhere. They're having uh, they're having uh, people call in, threatening to uh, shoot the schools up, and, and uh, just some local schools not too long ago. Uh, they threaten and people keep their kids out of school and such as that. And that's that's a norm to me as a normal thing. I mean, to, for a parent to do that, but the devil is trying to get us to live in such fear. 
that, that we're, we're scared to get, let our kids get out of our sight and such as that. And listen, we have to use, we have to use wisdom. Don't get me wrong. And we're, we were, we were very protective parents and we're still protective. We still, uh, we're still always, uh, in fact, I'll, uh, st- if Sydney comes out to my house and if it's a little dark, I get behind her and I follow her home. You say, are you afraid? I'm not afraid, but I'm going to be. I'm the Holy Ghost. You say, well, it sounds like you are. I'm not. I just know this. My granddaughter's on the road at night. And of course, Stacy and them's got this. You can't, Sydney can't hide from her parents. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> you can't hide from nobody no more. I mean, they got this thing on their phone that they punch it up there and watch. Well, she's at Old Union. She's at Grosbeck. She's at Poppy's house. Y'all got that on y'all's phone? I think I'm gonna put it on mine to keep to keep keep up with my wife. See where she's at. <laughs> but my deal is only this: if something happens, she was on. I don't want her sitting on that road not one second. And her parents don't either. By the way, they watch that. They watch that thing. They can tell exactly where where. Of course, they she can tell where her mom and daddy is too. I mean, they all got they them are watchdogs right there. I'm telling you. It is a good thing to have, but the thing about it is, is that, that, that's not an element of fear, by the way. Don't, don't think that's what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. But the thing about it is, is we live by faith and we walk by faith, not by sight. We can't, we can't allow the things of this world to detour us and keep us bound in whatever form or fashion. We got to trust God, believe God, and live for God. And I'm telling you, God will start working, and He'll work, and He'll work, and He'll work to make things better for us. And I thank God my life is so much better now. You know, really, my life, I thought my life is so much better now, better than it's ever been in the history of my life. And it's getting better and better all the time. It's going to get better and better all the time. It's what I believe God for. It's good now, but it can get better. Amen. I, I, I know we had a shirt. I don't know if it's the one that Darlene's got on or not that said life is good and it's getting better still. Is that what that one says on there? And, uh, so we believe life's getting better still. Amen. And, uh, the word of God is what we need to get a hold of, embrace. God watches over it to perform it. It's working. It's all the while making things change and things, things happen in our lives. But we've got to know it. We've got to use wisdom, use understanding. If faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, hear the Word of God. I know me and Craig was in the, uh, met at the feed store. Was it Friday or something? I guess it was Friday. I don't know what day it was. But anyway, he was in there and we got to talking in there and, and, uh, talk, cause he's been dealing with some physical things and, and he said, Pastor, I'm listening to the Word all the time. I'm listening to Kenneth Copeland. I'm reading the Word. I'm hearing the Word. I'm hearing the Word. He said, it ain't right for this to be like this. And I said, I agree, it's not. But see, some people would just think that's God's will. And they just accept it, but he don't. Why? You know why he don't? Because he's been reading the will of God for our lives. So he knows it's not right. And I noticed Craig, Craig was talking about the healing power of Jesus. We was talking about it in there, and I noticed them boys in there, Josh, Josh and that other guy, they were just looking at us like, what the heck are they talking about? See, the world just has no idea what we're talking about. But we know what we're talking about, and it's getting better, Craig, isn't it? Every day it's getting better in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.
Father, we love you. We thank you today for your goodness and your mercy. And God, we're so grateful that you gave us your word. God, you spoke it and it was written. God, so we could know what to speak. So, Lord, I just pray for each and every one of us today. God, as, as I pray and as I, I declare all the time, God, that we'll hunger and thirst after righteousness, that we'll desire the things of God, that we'll, we'll, we'll realize that God wants life to be good for each and every one of us. It's never God's will for things to be bad in our lives, but for all things to be good. So, God, we're seeking the, the good Word that manifests in our lives and manifests that goodness in our lives. God, I pray that you give us an understanding of your Word, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of thy calling, that we'll know what's available to us, that we'll understand and know the authority that we have in Jesus Christ. God, and know that you didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power loving of a sound mind. God, you're with us every day, every second of the day. We thank you that you've given angels charge of us to keep us in all of our ways, lest we dash our foot against a stone. God, you said no evil would befall us. No deadly disease would come nigh our dwelling in Jesus' name. And we say of the Lord, you're our refuge, our fortress, our God in you we trust. You said with long life you'll satisfy us and show unto us your salvation because we have set our love upon you. Because we love you and understand and know your name. What a great God you are. What a mighty Father you are. And we appreciate you so very, very much. God calls this word that was spoken today to be embedded in our spirit to lodge into the womb of our spirit so it'll produce a harvest on the inside of us even as that seed produced Jesus that incorruptible word God that same incorruptible seeds on the inside of us to produce an incorruptible harvest what a good God you are we love you so